Welcome to Weeaboo Hell. It's Weeaboo Hell. I am Blind Monkey, a.k.a. Denard Dale. You know, the Turpitz is over life in a goddamn real fight. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my... We're backstage with... We're backstage with the Turpitz in the hood. He had him... He had him, you know, just uh, held up in the air by his neck with his little legs going, wee, wee, wee. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Jim, uh... <laughs> I've got a contrasting opinion, but you pay the bills, so I'm just gonna nod along. That's right. That's right, Jim. Keep it up. <laughs> Fucking turpin. The Bismarck, too. <laughs> Bismarck. You know, I was reading about a, a book that the Bismarck was uh, was writing. The Bismarck writing a book. I'm surprised the Bismarck's even read a book. That's right, Jim. That's right. Sorry, Jim. I'm a plant that grows in your corner, and I don't really have... I haven't had a, been able to voice a thought of my own since 2017, when we started this show. You're just... You're just here so that I got someone to yell at real fucking loud. Fun fact, Jim. For an entire episode, we replaced me with a plant. You spent the entire episode talking about covering Vince Russo's body in lie, putting it on a boat, and floating it out into the middle of the Mediterranean. I sold his restraining order against me on eBay. So, uh, tell me, Jim, you ever thought about going on Cameo? Oh, is that fucking app that people, um, pay celebrities to do, like, say shit, say whatever they can come up with? I did not know about this. Yeah, I was reading, I was reading about it on Reddit. Some guy had a prank where he got someone's favorite wrestler to congratulate them on coming out of the closet. The person was very decidedly not gay. <laughs> That's one of those uh, expert-level <laughs> middle school pranks. Oh, that's pretty fucking great. Yeah, yeah, people are creative. Unlike our first fucking show, which you might have gleaned, is Azur Lane. Azur Lane marks the entry into this series of discussion about a genre kind of joining Isekai. <laughs> in um, shit I really fucking hate that is just rotting anime from the inside out. This is a gotcha anime. Now, um, yeah, this one is less of a, a brain tumor, more of a spinal tumor. Like it has a high risk of traveling to other areas of the body. It's it's dangerous. See, um, for for the uninitiated, and um, if you are not initiated, then congratulations, you're just better off than me. It's um, true. gotcha anime is um refers to animated adaptations of uh gotcha games. That's a G A C H A. Although. Might as well be called Gotcha. You know, got, got, like, got yeah. you. Um, if you want to make Hollywood adaptations of video games feel like high art, try B grade anime adaptations of low grade cell phone games. Yes, Gotcha games are cell phone games, as, uh, as Denard has has pointed out. They are, they are cell phone games with, you know, like they're, you know, free to play. With um, Gotcha refers to the sort of coin-operated um, like vending machine, like the figures that you can get in vending machines, little like figures with capsules, because that is basically what you're doing in Gotcha games. Gotcha are... is also the onomatopoeia for an overdrawn bank account. I didn't know that. No, I just made that up. Oh, oh okay. well, you're the one who's been to Japan twice. I kind of trusted your, I kind of trusted your expertise on this one. Fair enough, fair enough. All I really learned in Japan was about alcohol poisoning. That's that's what uh, that's what I've been led to believe by both you and James on this one. There were times when he peeled off to go to a shrine or something. It would be cool if I could 
blame something about the place itself for my behavior, but it's really just me bringing myself to a context <laughs> where I don't have to work. Evidently, the 9 to 5 at the advertising mill is what's keeping me alive. But back to Gotcha Trash. Yeah. There are a number of gotcha anime this season. There's this one. There's a fake Grand Order, which... Wait, there's more of the shit? It's like, it's like fucking herpes or something? No, no, it's totally herpes. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it is, like, it seems to be a disease very much in the way that isekai is a disease. Um, we've, so we've got at least these two. I think there are, like, one or two others. I don't know if Grand Blue Fantasy, it counts. I think that's actually just an MMO and... Grand Blue Fantasy, the animation, is just a um, an adaptation of that MMO. And, like, given that Wakfu was decent enough after it had a season or two to mature, like, I'm not going to begrudge that one. Yeah, I have no idea whether Grand Blue was an MMO or a gotcha thing or anything. And whatever it is, it's more morally permissible than Azur Lane's core premise. Reducing World War Two to... A waifu gallery. A waifu gallery. And that's another like, term that I like How many years after to... that Axis Powers Italia nonsense? Like, we're we're resurrecting this sort of core, like, thematic lens, what, 10, 7? I'll say around 8 years ago, was it? Was 8 like years ago? I, I, I think so. I, I feel like it was even as, uh, as little as 5 years ago when it kind of reached its peak. I they... don't even think that it was the original Sinner. Yes, it was, like, the one to sort of, to make Moe shit out of, um... Humanity's um, greatest tragedy. Humanity's greatest tragedy. Well, you, n- we're getting to that. Um, I think I want to call Toho the original sinner here. Oh, in terms of the waifu gallery. In terms of like the waifu thing. gallery thing, like the, the 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 defilement of history thing. We could we could go on about that one. I feel like I feel like Just anime. Does- Google the earliest demagogue you can think of, mm. other than you know your local elected official or federal elected official. Yeah. Hey, we almost made it like ten minutes nope, into this. No, episode. I wasn't gonna let us. I wasn't gonna let us. But but point my point being, the waifu gallery is sort of a umbrella genre that kind of creeps into other genres where it is a um source zombie. A source zombie, yeah. Where uh it is sort of a genre of anime that has a um either entirely or at the very least predominantly female cast that seems to be totally and completely targeted at single straight men more or less just so that they can kind of pick out their favorite and it's it's fascinating how that doesn't really translate to american marketing tactics i mean there's definitely an audience for it since you can find our own weevils underneath the fucking oven watching this shit but when we market things towards a certain demographic of sad young men it's usually it's predominantly just filled with dudes talking about duty things maybe they're just targeting different underlying desires or maybe just a I don't know, trends are trends. Uh, inviting and these inviting alt-right, uh, alt-right personalities onto their podcast. And inviting alt-right personalities onto their podcast. That's very. That's another thing. That's another hobby. Um, you ever seen two macaque monkeys fight, by the way? I have not. It looks a lot like this show. <laughs> oh, I feel like I just sandbagged your bit just now. Um, I often do that. Uh, no, the... Um, I adapt. But uh, no, they... I get stronger. Faster. The waifu gallery always Smarter. seemed. The waifu gallery is insidious in the way that so many kind of little zombie genres are. It, it in basically Japan. becomes a replacement for content. Yes, absolutely. Actually, worse, I say worse than a replacement, or I don't know, I might just be basing it off of this show or my brief exposure to Toho beyond the fun bullet helly elements. Mm hmm. 
But when it comes to the waifu gallery, it is so difficult to actually cram everyone's fucking waifu in frame or in episode. Oh, you you that the plot just diffuses among them like so many threads of yarn or seaweed or whatever your metaphor of choice is. You will find that you cannot do it, and at the same time make a half decent show, as we learned this evening. Yeah, not that I had any hope for this commercial. Of a, uh, I mean, of a TV series. If we're going to talk about First Feet, the first main thing I wrote down, underlined, circled, the words fuck you are written here in like these bolt block letters and we don't write. Oh yeah, no, so it's, like literally the first, first words. The first words of this show were war, war never changes. And then they added uh, even across any era or even across all eras, some shit like that. So it was just different enough. And I want to... I want to know, you think that, like, not enough people have played fucking Fallout in Japan that no one would fucking notice? Yeah, it's not just plagiarism. It's not just plagiarizing something in the same, like, sort of, I don't know, broad speculative fiction halo or something famous, but ripping off something specific, basically it's targeted towards the same section of humanity as you. Yeah, the last thing was in the last, like, what, two years? The demos overlap. The demos overlap, like, the dumbest Fallout players watch this show. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I am sort of supposed to respect things' shamelessness. Like, I was supposed to... I'm not! I was supposed to um, accept Milfizakai's shamelessness. Like, ha, they went there. It's like, oh man, how can you... How can you criticize something that's just so audacious? Like, well, it... You had that. You're kind of only going not even half of the way here. You're only going like a quarter of the way. Yeah, I get it. I get that you're being shameless and you're being audacious here with your, uh, whether it be blatant ripoff or your shameless fan service or oh god, it's. I mean, it would be exhausting. shameless for me to go to an open mic, take off my left shoe, stick my fingers down my throat, and vomit in said shoe. And then lob that shoe into the audience like a journalist at the fucking president. But it still wouldn't be good stand-up. It, it wouldn't be great stand-up. You wouldn't come to my next show. That said, we did watch two entire episodes of this. It wasn't two entire episodes. I'm gonna like I'm gonna come clean now. It was one whole episode, and then we kind of skipped around a little bit in the second episode because that's all that was out at that point, just the first two. I think there's a third one now. I'm not watching it. All right, so I've just got to keep track of the King of the Hill, just for my sake. Mm-hmm. And maybe we should get into more specifics after this, but is this better, worse, or equal to Handshakers in overall terribleness? Mm, so Handshakers was a fucking absolute mess and there was absolutely nothing behind it really um there they like i i could not grow invested in anything because it's very clear that there are no stakes whatsoever and as impressive mm-hmm. as the whole the show's whole visual sense was you weren't worried about who was on top of the ziggurat it, it was it wasn't even and it wasn't even an impressive visual sense it was just uh we'll say striking striking's Still not a neutral enough term, but it's it's, it's closer. I don't. Uh, I wasn't impressed with Handshaker's visual sense. I was more just, oh well, this is loud. This, I can kind of see the death of culture through this, more so than I could 
uh, with handshakes. So this is like the first just quarter of the stand for you. You can just see the buildings falling. You can see the raiders crawling out of the sewers to run through the city streets, finally free. Now, I think you're thinking too small here. Um, This show was kind of like a black hole. The show is not the death of um of civilization. Maybe I would yeah, I, I think I think it's the death of like galactic civilization. Like whoever's like it's the running death ar- of matter. Whoever whatever's running around on the surface of Mars is also getting sucked into this mother. Yeah, um this 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 show oh. is sort of the death of intelligent thought just in general. This World War II metaphor, by the way, also has aliens. It's 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 a very busy conceptually show because No, it had aliens in the backstory to facilitate their their MacGuffin. So we only really concern ourselves with four nations in this. Maybe five. I think France may be all maids on this show, and I think I can see Sam's organs shutting down over there. But um, it basically just concerns itself with like representations by a little girl of America, England, Japan, and Germany. We don't. And we don't get introduced to the latter when I saw until the, the second episode, and we'll get to that. But um, I had a little bet for myself when I saw that premise of the four nations to be fetishized, mm-hmm. which was, okay, are they going to make America a bouncy, loud moron, quiet, gun strunk, or a riding cowgirl? And... They did all three they did all of across them. separate main characters. They did all of them, y'all. They they did all of them. And well, it, it it makes I'm not an American. It makes enough ex- sense. It's not too amazingly surprising when you think about it. I mean, they have a lot of fucking waifus to fit into this, and they can at least come up with template personalities for at least three of them. That is true. That is true. Like you sort of start with stereotypes. Unless you're the Japanese ones, which, while they are deeply rooted in stereotypes, are more interested in some kind of sister incest thing. It's um, it's actually kind of fascinating how the Azerlane itself is a Chinese game, right? Uh, anime style. Azerlane, the animation is very much a Japanese anime, right? The dialogue is all in Japanese. It was done for Japanese writer director writers directors studios near as I can tell, but. It, it's really interesting. Um, the Japanese have made themselves the villain of their own show here, right? And like, do you cast that to like the adaptation from a Chinese source who would have certain thoughts about World War Two well, era Japan and and maybe like the, the war shit that they got crime, up to genocide, sexual assault at the same time, various different um, various different things happening in various different cities. Limbs of children adding up to less than four. What I'm what what, what I'm getting at here, two-ish. Sometimes not even one. <laughs> sometimes far. Uh, sometimes less than zero. I wish there were less photos of that. Moving on. <laughs> I guess it's probably good that there are, but at the same time, what does truth matter anymore? Mm-hmm. But 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 what I'm what I'm getting at here um is. The Japanese, right? They cast themselves as the bad guys in their own show. And I'm... I'm confused. (laughs) Just a little bit. Because at one point... Okay. This doesn't seem really like contrition so much. As they've... um, 
sort of written themselves like I'm having a hard time. Okay, I'm gonna use. I a, mean, the I'm answer gonna, is simple and tragic. I'm gonna use a wrestling metaphor because I'm very good at those. Okay. Um, in the dying days of uh, WCW, uh, one of the head bookers, writer, whatever, guy's named Vince Russo. We uh, we <laughs> we mentioned him earlier on the program during our uh, Jim Cornette impersonation. I it would have been more accurate if I did sort of a 25 minute riff about launching. Like Vince Russo into the sun. That's his general mentality when it comes to that man. What 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 Vince Russo did is he basically wrote himself as the top bad guy of the company, which meant in his mind that he could and did beat pin Ric Flair clean. Um and I think also Hulk Hogan, don't quote me on that, but at the very least Ric Flair clean held the championship for a good amount of time. It was it was a signal of the company's death now. For those of you that are um exclusively weeaboos, I what's a good point of comparison for Ric Flair? Kind of um I don't know, that arrogance level that sort of draws you into Dio's orbit. And also with the sort of Dio quality of steroids. Yeah, but the Actually, sort of maybe, the sort of But a lot more a, a lot more of a sort of Joseph Joestar, Joseph kind Joestar of, uh, slash kind of rapper panache. wackiness or panache, yeah. Fun times, but uh, he was popular and Vince Russo decided he was more important. Um, and, and it's interesting, I kind of got that vibe. I, I, I feel like I'm not making my point as well as I could be here. But, I, but you, you, get that, you get that vibe from the Japanese battleship characters, Lord. Having uh, cool fox magic. Having the cool fox magic. Uh, and they have such mysterious motives, and they have such intriguing incest. <laughs> um, oh, that shot lingers. I, I don't fucking that get it. That shot lingers. I don't fucking get. It. Well, like I, I do get it. The aloes are at it again. It is a prolific. The aloes never stopped being at it, but they're especially at it right now. It's a prolific section of Pornhub, Sam. The, the incest thing goes all the way down. It's like. You will find more videos with incest than videos of, like, tracking shots. They finally have their revenge for Hiroshima. <laughs> yes. The virus has got all the way down. I don't know, this... I see things like this. In the same way that, like, Isekai makes me think that metafiction was a mistake, this show just makes me think the basic literary component of the metaphor was a mistake. After this, things should not be allowed to represent other things. I remember the internal, it's such a weird thing to be hung up on amid all the things that are wrong with this show, but I can't get over the fact that, like, in this internal metaphor where, like, the little girls are the ships holding all the guns and shit, at random, it, they keep, they can't decide if the fucking airplanes are the weapons they're carrying or just things will turn into airplanes at dramatically convenient moments and peck at them before they can kill your wife by the way no one gets like permanently injured oh, or yeah, killed no, or anything it, it like... becomes it becomes very clear around like halfway into the first um action scene in the show that no one's ever gonna fucking die no one's no one's gonna die it's absolutely like no one no one's eating a pin here no one's going to like you're not going to end the show with because like they're not gonna do that to your waifu yeah they're they've not got gonna, too much money to extract they're not even gonna let that. them like sit out an episode or two which is really to the show's detriment because like i was saying earlier it gets impossible to get attached to any, like, one thing happening because they 
keep on having to insert these shots of your waifu from your DLC pack like, standing in the background, not doing much of importance or note, but they have to be there. It's like they're kind of there because you know, like they're they're sort of a ah, the, it's my it's my waifu. They did the thing. There's there's this um. It's almost. It almost seems like an infection of just they did the thing. They included the thing. Hey, that's there for me. Um, and uh, well, that is actually just the literal definition of fan service. I don't know um, why I'm kind of dressing it up like this. It's but like hyper targeted fan service. Hyper targeted fi- fan service. There's um. I feel like there really should be a um, a more specific, less umbrella term for this particular um brand of fan service you see it in um Garbage? in western in western well that's easy um sorry sorry you see it in western Trash. media to, are you going to take this are you going to take this seriously to know <laughs> motherfucker are they going to take this seriously <laughs> and you think that with all the loving frames of animation they put into like the incest groping they'd find time to like you know, put some TLC on the violence that you're theoretically there for. It was surprisingly lazy. It was surprisingly lazy. It Shows have made the 3D fit the 2D or the 2D fit the, T, the 3D or whatever. Not this time. Not this time. It is so jarring. I almost get like... I don't know. You ever get like the bends while you're swimming or something? It just is... I don't want to give this show this kind of credit but there is something about this that made me kind of think this is the purest form of this media though, <laughs> this medium though isn't it like maybe i don't even like anime maybe this is where it leads but no i need to yeah that like, that's untrue maybe we should track down our high school bullies with little apology baskets and say i understand now I understand. like you Thank were you right for you were right this whole time but May no, I have I need another, to... sir. But then I had I I went back to my uh, I went back to all the theory that I've read, and no, the problem isn't anime. The problem is capitalism. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, episode eight of a uh, Chapo's <laughs> Weeb House. Oh, uh, let me be clear here. As I said before, this show is an advertisement for a mobile game, and it is mm. genres like you know gotcha and gotcha anime like isekai that are so very much a product so much more of it's a kind, product it's kind than of interesting genres. it's sort of a walking manifestation of like a page from the fucking wealth of nations just cartwheeling onto my screen and i almost admire it as a sort of point of social development like i kind of think that society may have reached a point where it could just operate without its human like humans pulling the levers like, isekais would just come out, cars would get made, things would get, like, dumped on reflex into the ocean. People would just occasionally get brutally murdered for, you know, like, there's no real reason now, and there wouldn't be any real reason then, but, like... It's just on quota. It's just on routine. It's got, like, I'm talking, like, broader assembly lines here. <laughs> so... No, that that is what I find kind of so despicable about uh, about this. Both just the commodification of what is quantifiably humanity's greatest tragedy to date. Mm. Uh, jury's still out on you know tragedies yet to come, but uh, the commodification of um, humanity's greatest tragedy to date, the um, continued sort of um, 
monetization of human loneliness. Uh, that, oh, that is a wacky hobby. That, you know, starts with, you know, your harem genre and, you know, kind of continues into your isekai genre and your waifu ga- your waifu gallery genre. With none of the um, raw honesty of uh, Brazzers or a Repu- Young Republicans Club. Well, here's the thing. Brazzers is not... Um, Brazzers or porn or that's that's not the commodification of loneliness. That's just the commodification of lust, right? And that's like oh, true, true. We're talking about so you're talking about like the that, dollar on that like fleeting sense of connection that you find on these shows. It's less. It's or less on friend discussion Be- podcasts about niche media. <laughs> because because um because like I'm a, hilarious by the way. A quick a quick fucking choking of the weasel, right? That's like fine, whatever. There, I don't. Yeah, that only takes like forty five minutes. What do you do with your day? Think about the things you could have been doing for those 45... Whatever. No, I'm not here to judge. Um, I'm not here to judge the aloes. I'm here um, to judge the uh, the uh, the bootlickers. Um, <laughs> like, I get I get the commodification of the male erection, right? Um, there's, there's a quick buck to be made there, right? Um, I'm pretty sure at least one unit of currency is pinned against that. Could be. But the commodification of, yes, the male broken heart or the male of male loneliness. I'm not trying to exclude, um, you know, your women or yeah, your anything yeah, in between. We're not trying to exclude you. The marketers just didn't care the about you. The marketers just didn't care about you because clearly, like, you, you exist, you are there, you are valid, and you're absolutely not being targeted right here. I don't know if you need to, like, increase your discretionary spending or get a lobby uh make make more noise for uh make more noise online form more form more like really fucking scary fucking subcultures i think that one of you really just needs to start pumping bullets into a crowd i've got to be honest like that's that's the pr for your group no i i i am not even not even just an incel group any like overlooked group in history no one really gives a shit until you get violence like people were marching for a while about the whole like segregation thing and then they saw black panthers with guns and they thought we might have we we, we might want to have a conversation here you know i think the conversation was cointel pro the conversation was cointel pro it was wacky then the second half of the conversation was crack cocaine (laughs) well that's another discussion for another day um, yeah, that might even just lose the weeb half of Chapo's weeb house, man. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna get a little bit off track. Uh, what what I'm trying to get at here, and uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, repeating myself a little bit, is um that there is something kind of sinister um about the idea of the manufactured waifu the manufactured Mm. waifu gallery like if you create a character right and uh this character resonates with people and perhaps uh people become even emotionally attached to this character that is one thing i become emotionally attached to characters um Mm. there was uh for for years and years and years until they came up with the movie where they brought him the fuck back i still refuse to believe that lelouch v britannia was dead I like I kept oh, yeah, he, no he's the cart driver guys this was all part of his plan Oh um something to know about the uh, demographics of Weeaboo Hell we were both uh I would call it a Lelouch truther Oh yeah no absolutely he did nothing wrong Yeah and also is still alive Yeah um <laughs> so, so so there's something to that but um when you turn 
characters into a product in this way when you um when you I mean a lot of characters are inherently products but there is no craft behind this I I guess the gap between you and me is that I have basically no moral center beyond like commandment level things there's something that just really bothers me on an elemental level about when purse strings and heartstrings become as one ah not a fan of the um I guess I was about to say life fibers. I guess these are like the opposite of life fibers. I guess these are just strings, like the Ultron ad. And that is that is what kind of um what kind of bothers me about all this because I um it, it actually has um somewhat tainted my ability to enjoy even um even good anime because I'm at this point so amazingly um untrusting. For instance, uh one of one of my favorite uh one of my favorite anime of um. This, these last couple seasons, uh, Demon Isekai Slayer, Quartet. Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, um, Demon Slayer no, Quartet, Jesus fucking no. We actually we actually did an episode you know a while ago about Demon Slayer, and I um we I, I actually kind of forgot about it for a second there, and then and uh, then he fell into a uh, deep Demon Slayer shaped hole, and now there's a literal pig head on his wall so i think it's had some influence on him or maybe oh, right. yeah there he is or maybe it was just waiting for him maybe he didn't know that the show didn't know that its fan was waiting out there just in the bushes the fucking pig is like legit on my wall by the way i will post a picture of it to the twitter mm. um oh by the way we are uh weeaboo hell on twitter and he does wonderful work with the account uh. When I, I when I can occasion. when I can think of shit to put there, you'll notice that my that my um that my tweeting has become more sporadic since the uh, since the Twitter launched. It is the quality is still there though. I, I I like to think so. Um, if I could throw something in here, and this is maybe a contrasting perspective on what a shit show this is. Mm-hmm. Violence, breasts, and World War Two history are literally three of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> like, if I were to think of three of the things just keeping me alive, they would just all breach, like, the top ten. Maybe five. And this show is such a fascinating failure, because I feel nothing, nothing for... at no point. Have any of them actually, um, kind of gone down a rung in this because of this show, or, uh... Um, let's see. I think all of the titty shots have made me an ass man now. Like, I'm just all about butts. So that's one effect. Um, I'm becoming a World War One abu now because I, I mean, like all patricians, like all patricians, yes. World War One is a really fun war that is mostly about how quickly people can move their stuff. <laughs> sort of how a war can be lost in a week, and it takes four years for that loss to actually play out. Unfortunately for my um, place on FBI watch list, violence's rank on my personal list is unchanged because uh, all the action in this is so like weightless and plastic. I almost even have trouble filing it as violence in my brain. That was my problem with Black Rock Shooter, which was very impressively animated, but not very impressively um, staged. Booked. Yeah, that's a, that can be a real problem on an action-heavy it, show. And this is sort of an action-heavy show. Like, it's more about getting your waifu in for three frames before they go back to the... I'd say they really focus on six of these fucking ship girls. Like, I'd say, like, about six or so, yeah. There's, like, two British ones that matter, one of whom dresses... I don't know, did you say a, a knight, a fop, a... Uh, Oh, like kind of like a like a military commander. I got yeah. what they were going for. Yeah, like, you, 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 you see the signifiers. He's wearing like the whole uh, the officer's coat, you know, like the red officer's coat. It, 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 
it tracks. Like, that's the thing. The character design and on this tracks. It's still awful, and... But it's more noisy awful than no, lack no. of effort awful? No, yeah, no, absolutely. If anything, all the characters on this are over-designed, which I, I guess is better than under-designed. I'd rather be... I'd rather have a headache than be bored. Yeah, I, I like to see people tee up at bad, at least, when it comes so, to these fucking things. So you get half a point for that, I guess. Half Even if it's still point. not good character design. This album is not good. <laughs> There's something um that seemed just very deeply uncreative about just having parts of a ship kind of hanging off the characters. I, I can't put my finger on um why I felt so disdainful of it on a uh, I mean, on it, a basic level. It just level. keeps killing me that they keep weaving in and out of the ship metaphor, like visually. I know, I know, it is such a microcosmic thing to be hung up on with all the basic stuff wrong with this, but it makes it like hard to track, and it makes the things that get them out of tense situations feel arbitrary. Oh yeah, there's um kind of no shortage of um. Of oh no oh no is this oh no no they got saved at the last minute it it never stops fucking happening your waifu Both? isn't going to die there are no stakes yeah. there is no tension don't worry about it like and 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 it it what makes me even um even more annoyed here is um is the fact that I can say all this and I can like I can be talking to a an Azur Lane Stan who's just like yeah I know Mark um Jesus. That's not the point. We're just here for, you know, um, we're just here for this to be delivered. It's just fan service. I'm just eating it because it's being fed to me. And I haven't even had this argument with this hypothetical stand yet. Yet I know I would. Um, it's coming. We hang around in fucking deep enough geek circles that you're going to encounter that man. And you basically need a muzzle. So you're going to have that argument instead of just sort of watching him wallow in his filth. I'm just, maybe I'll just obliquely tweet about it. No, that will never be us. You will have that shitty argument in person before you subtweet that man. Such is the way of the samurai. I'll have to find him. Liveth by sword, dieth by, by sword. sword. It's I just it's just so fucking frustrating. Just like, ah, oh, look at this idiot looking for <laughs> looking for story structure or or anything other than just, you know, oh it's your favorite. It's like, oh god, it's like a fucking golden corral. There was it's a, a fucking, it's a shitty buffet of a show. There was a flyby thing. It's so fast, and they do mostly focus on the battlefield stuff too. I could say credit, maybe they're a detriment because nothing really develops, but there's a flyby thing in one of the only indoor scenes where they made sure to caption that building as a fucking academy. Because on top of everything else, it still had to be in a high in school. A high school. As if Noah came down with two tablets. Moses, whatever. I'm an atheist. Who cares? As if bearded fake man came down. Fakey, fakey man, not exist religion talk. Let me start off. I swear I can get through this joke. Okay. God isn't real. All right. I can do this. Please believe in me. I need you all to put your hands together and say it to Nark and get through this riff. As if between not existing and being made up, Moses or Noah, or I think maybe it's Jesus, came down with two iPads, <laughs> open to our atheism, and said, hey, by the way, I'm not real, but also all anime, which is equally as true as me. 
needs to have or mention a high school in it. <laughs> high school being a thing that exists, unlike most precepts of a Brahmic religion. <laughs> okay. To um, tell us how you really feel. In the interest of fairness, to those of a more religious persuasion who might be offended, kiss my ass, suck my dick, eat my elbows. It's a new thing. People eat elbows. Now that I've, <laughs> now that you've alienated, you know, like a good, a decent part of. Uh... I'm pretty sure. Isn't America like 85 or something for? Se- I don't even know what the number is. Whatever. It's higher than it should be. Suck it ratings. They're going up too. You know, that's a fucking funny thing. We'll see. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. We love all of our religious listeners. Sam loves all of our religious listeners. Okay. I can do this. No, Ben Kissel says shit like this. and They're one of the most popular podcasts I know of. True, true. If I say shit like this too, after you say shit like that, maybe, maybe we can be one of the most popular podcasts. We love all of our religious listeners out there. You're all wonderful. Oh man. So I guess we should give some time. You might have noticed by the runtime, the episode is a little slanted in the proportion between the two shows. Maybe because we had two episodes of content worth uh, that we were dealing with here, but like. Give it a sec, because I think I had more notes for our second show. Um, I am impressed that you do, because Rifle is Beautiful. That's show number two. It's called Rifle is Beautiful. That's a clever title. Is this a clever show? Yes, very clever. Because this is a show that has shown me zen. It has shown me what it means to think and feel nothing. Nothing. Um, Well, here's the thing. I, um... I am aware of the fact that I kind of go off on new genres that are terrible and I'm not going to be persuaded otherwise. Um, But I don't want to be thought of as um, kind of conservative or the wrong generation-y here. um, I would like to guarantee you for your comfort that you were equally cantankerous when you were like 13. I think I just got savvier. Mm-hmm. That's like that's, that's like oh uh, the diction is way up there now. But what I'm what I'm getting at here is that um I go off on shit like isekai and now gacha genre very like new trends right. Mm-hmm. Um I don't want to be thought of as um as kind of uh, standing for you know the old school here. So we're taking a look at a very old school genre here. Uh yeah, this is actually a sort of played out type of terrible. Um. Somewhat. Um, we'll we'll get to that. There's like case for case against. Um, this is a somewhat old school genre. That genre being slice of life. Uh, that you know has um, I would say uh, existed in some form or another. Um, oh God. Uh, what I would say for a good long while. I I think um I think it kind of reached its most popular sometime in what like the late two thousands or so. Sounds right. One thing I would say about Slice of Life is every genre has, like, its sort of internal hit rate. Like, it's never entirely good or bad. I even hear, like, Shield Hero is decent and almost justify Isekai's fucking existence, but... No, Konosuba justifies Isekai's existence. Duly noted. I'll give it a shot. It's hilarious. 
But yeah, like every genre has that hit rate. But Slice of Life, for my money, when you go into that like first little high school writer's workshop, the first thing they'll fucking tell you is... Have shit happen! Have shit happen. Not only that, but remember, why today... Is this, this is the most interesting day of your characters' lives. And slice of life, you finish your rail of coke, it's like, fuck that. <laughs> Time to do some laundry, bitch. <laughs> and I almost understand how it happened. As a manga, Dio was not the first slice of life, but I think it was the thing that popularized the genre. Unless I'm forgetting something huge, and I might Oh, be. so as a manga, Dio is like more like the Elvis... 2000, than like the River City Blues. 2004, I want to say, is when that aired. I, 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 it could it could have been um, a little bit later than that, but I... We do not have a source zombie this time. I, sh- I should find a source zombie. This is that actually, could be a good mission. That could be a good this, episode. This is actually kind of interesting to me. But um, I um, bet... You know what? You know what? You know what I bet fucking happened? I bet the first one was great because it was just doing its own thing. It I had mean, an idea. I mean, Azuma was great. It was really funny. I'll give it a relook. By uh, the, the manga was by the same guy who did Yatsuba, which, you know, like, manages to be just the most effortlessly charming piece of media. Odds are he's right and I'm wrong because I'm generally biased against everything that happened in 2004 because we got into a war for no reason. Oh, that did happen there, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a pissy motherfucker. Did you know, did you know that it was because of all of this that, uh, that uh, the Food Network... Uh, became as big as it was in the early to mid two thousands. I had no idea because, for real. Yeah, no. Um, I was listening to Alton Brown talk about it. It was because that, like, in the wake of nine eleven, people needed something comfortable. They, <laughs> they needed they needed something that like was harmless and made them feel good. So they um they started watching cooking shows, and uh, that is how Alton Brown and Bobby Flay and Emerald Lagasse and uh, Guy Fieri. That's how they all got rich. What a unique combo between like bread and circus that's impressive oh yeah no absolutely it's um that's the power of teamwork i would go so far as to say that um the same sort of thing is happening um these days no i can totally see what you mean like a lot of um media that's considered a bit more of like something to turn your brain off or empty calories or not even necessarily like low engagement media, but things you can really fall into are gaining steam with all the uncertainty with the world in within general. the world within the current era. Um, yeah, I would I would say um, streaming generally, uh, generally speaking, the uh, like bingeable TV, peak TV, even that is um, that did, that did not happen out of nowhere, and it did not happen for accident. That is an excellent point. I think people sort of want to have that. Eyes tape back scene from a Clockwork Orange happened to them. I certainly do. Jesus, do you have any idea the lengths I go to avoid the news? Now we've talked about a lot of social forces here because rifle is beautiful is a chasm. Yeah, there's there. There's so much and so little to talk about. Um, I guess I should do broad strokes first. Let me just let me just contextualize this bullshit. Yeah. Okay? Uh, Contextualize what? There's not, it's not about anything. Honest to it's fucking not about God. anything, but there, I know, there are four mannequins to introduce, and I'm going to introduce them. So the first mannequin is Rei Ayanami from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Well, to be fair, she's the, the fourth mannequin. She is the fourth mannequin. I just want to do that joke first, but yeah. Alright, so our first mannequin is a lobotomized rabbit. And she speaks like you would imagine a lobotomized rabbit speaks. That is what her voice sounds like. 
And you already know her personality. She is she's, she's, silly. She's Mis- happy and dumb and so the second mannequin so our second mannequin uh, she has, has no personality design. yeah no pr- she doesn't have a personality according to other characters she does because they um they will not stop talking out loud about one another's character traits as if they um possess these traits uh, they don't uh but they will not stop talking about how they do it um, is wild second mannequin is um apparently uh bookish and serious and uh, fastidious, conscientious, a lot of other uses. Uh, she is a springboard for other people to be loud next to. As if they had personalities of their own. A straight man a in a straight man in a world. In a show where no one's actually making any jokes off of them. Yeah. Kind of, she seems kind of homeless, really. Um, so if you see her on the street, just put like a, a dime in her cup. Then take the cup because there's like there's a lot of nice change in there. She's not using it for anything. She's animated. She's fake. Like Moses. Damn it! Like Moses. Stop! What? Can't I stop? See her on the street. You can remind her that it would cost society less to house her than it would to have her continue being homeless. But uh, it's none of my business. Um, no, she uh, she kind of reminds me of the character that um, you sort of see in uh, your your typical shows set at a high school where you have the main core of characters, right? And mm. then the main character has, like, usually, I want to say two characters in their yeah, homeroom like class. Yeah, it's like those two guys. They are very That expendable. they, like, kind of talk to in, in between scenes when, I don't know, some message needs to be relayed to the audience for some reason, and they need someone giving information to another character so that uh, the audience can glean that information. Now, what's and wild... And that is, that is this character. That is what this character reminds me of. One of the characters in another character's homeroom class who sits there to listen to whatever exposition needs to take place. What is wild about that design is not only does she have the design of like those two guys' characters... But this show also has a pair of those two guys' side characters. We saw them for all of 50 seconds or all so, 50 but seconds. they were like there. Their designs are about, I don't know, two pawn moves on the chessboard away from hers. Yeah, like, they weren't much less interesting than the character designs. Of- oh, yeah, no. We touched on this earlier. Ah, uh, yes. Two of the, the two other characters, the two other members of the cast, are Oscar and Ray. Like, they are... They are just Oscar and Ray. They they've um they're Oscar and Ray drawn, I suppose, in the um kind of shitty blobby art style of this series. But they are in fact just Oscar and just Ray. I mean, I Ray. think you mean the house creative affectation. Yeah, it's fucking wild. I think that when aliens finish shifting through Earth's transmissions, Asuka and Ray, by sheer weight of numbers of iterations on them, are going to be thought of as like classic archetypes of human culture. <laughs> They're not necessarily going to be wrong. Maybe they haven't it's been. Just, ar- it's just we. It's it's weird to watch it fucking happen. They have not been around quite as often as you know your Campellian hero, or you know your um, your uh your Shakespeare uh your Yago from Shakespeare. But like they they, what like, getting to be thirty years now. It's going to be weird being eighties. You know, chipping away in the mines, hiding from the searchlights. And I'm going to look at an entertainment feed, and I'm going to see an aggressive, bouncy redhead saying, Baka, don't you love the master, Baka? What are you, stupid? Yeah, it's going to be strange. 
And then, you know, I feel the electric shock in the base of my spine as I've finally been caught. <laughs> and we both get polio. And we both get polio. Uh, this um, episode is sponsored by polio, by the way. So, yeah. These four are part of the fucking laser rifle club, right? Well, the rifle shooting club, but then they get into how there's just not actually... They're not even delivering on the sort of premise of the show. They're, um, so I guess, so here's the thing, gun control laws being what they are in Japan, um, I guess any sort of rifle shooting club does not actually, uh, handle real rifles. They are just, um, they shoot lasers that, um, like not, like, not like Star Wars lasers or anything, but like literally just, just like, like laser infrared, infrared lasers that, uh, that, you know, sort of show up on a, uh, on a digital target and it's, the most uninteresting shit. <laughs> Halfway because it's it everything's kind of robbed of its uh, impact. Like these characters can't even be proper gun nuts because the guns aren't even real. Yeah, I, I can't one really of the complain only about possible that. points of engagement of this thing are just yanked right out from under it, which contributes to it being a void of nothing. And I couldn't help but think, in seeing that rifle club, seeing the laser rifle club, and maybe it's a huge thing. Elsewhere, and I just don't know because I live here in Eagle Land, and they give you an AK-47 on your first fucking Christmas. I was actually kind of worried about you when you went to see the Joker the other week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wore a flag jacket. We're cool. I couldn't help but think that, huh? You know, normally it's unrealistic that the that this club is like only these teenage girls, but I think that it's actually accurate in this case. It shows the difference between like male and female socialization, because in like young toxic male socialization. Everyone you know would call you a pussy for being in that club. Everyone you know, you will hear every homophobic slur in the fucking dictionary in the first week. It's like, hey there, bitch boy, how's the laser pointer club going? They would beat the fuck out of you. They would hit you until you bring a real gun to school. (laughs) That's what happens when you join the laser rifle club. In an American high school, as a man... But this is a different, softer experience, I guess. Soft is definitely the word for it. Oh, earlier on, I was uh, sort of going to talk about how this is sort of a new, what would you call it, subgenre of uh, slice of life, and it's not 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 so much new, but just has gained more popularity in recent years. Kind of the kind of the um, the sports club anime, you know, and you have mm. like your your decent entries in this, like um, your um. Oh god, what's the name of the volleyball one? It was pretty good. It's not Haikyuu, right? Haikyuu, there oh, we go. Haikyuu, yeah. uh, Haikyuu which which was pretty good. Free, which uh, was not for me, um, and th- that's fine. It was I was not. He's not even talking about likes or dislikes. He means literally not like, marketed it, it towards was, it was, him. It was not for me. It was for it was for others, and uh, they enjoyed it just fine. Um, mm-hmm. It was for Alice. Um <laughs> or your um. There's the basketball one, not slam dunk. The more recent. I think that one's plottier. That's more classic. Sh- that that's show. more just like a classic. Yeah, um, like someone's basketball, mm. something like that. Um, anyway, yeah, no, like a, a genre that has been uh, gaining some popularity in recent years, the sports club uh, genre of slice of life, where like there's sort of uh, equal focus or sometimes uh, focus slanted towards the sports part of sports club, um. More the sports half of sports club, 
right? Um, then there's then there's this. So like this is part of that particular subgenre, and it could not be any less interested in the um in the sports part of it, even in though that entire... seems to be the the main premise. It takes them. And the entire information dump they gave us on this fucking sport. Oh, yeah, go for it. One fact stuck with me. One shred of human data. I found one thing interesting. And it was just that they wear suits that are relatively rigid the whole of their position. And it said it as quickly as I said it. And then the rest of the episode was still waiting there. It seems like it's cheating, too. Like, shouldn't it be... Shouldn't shouldn't you? Have it would to, probably be a way more interesting sport without them. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't you have to do it yourself? Like you know that that's what makes you, or that's what uh, that's what kind of um, separates someone who's that's skilled from someone who is not skilled. But have you considered go fuck yourself? You know, many times tonight. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. It's true. It's true. Um, but here's the thing: at no point um, in this show is the supposed subject of the show. You know, the rifle shooting aspect of it. That's like you know, the, the club that they're part of. It's, it's no point uh, is it treated as anything more than incidental. Um, like, you could replace it with literally fucking anything else because the show doesn't care. Because it seems to think that um, you don't care either. That you're just here for the cute interactions. And I gotta fucking tell you, they not are even that cute. such a non-entity. And they get a structural thing wrong that other bad shows, bad shows understand this. Causality. Causality. Like things happen in a chain. Like for for example, for example, we are introduced to these four existing as separate social entities, and we just smash cut to them as a cohesive club. And the entire plot of these things, the entire yeah. thing that people like enjoy or get catharsis out of, like, oh, I saw them sort of come together. Now, that that happens cool. in the first four minutes of the show. Um, and then they're uh, then they're all best friends, and they do. And they they, they they don't they, even do interesting things. They just do these mundane things. Like they not only skip the process of getting to know each other. Like it'd be bad if they just skip to the high five. We're a team now. Scene. They even skip over that to the point where this shit has become routine and boring. It's like skipping to from like meet cute to dead bedroom. <laughs> uh no, for real. I um. And then skipping of, the, the divorce. Inter- the interactions between all of them. Um. 75% of the interactions, uh, 25% is, uh, is sexual harassment because uh, I don't, I don't, I don't get Japan We barely sometimes. even react anymore. I yeah, think no, it's time... like, it just keeps, it's just fucking like, will never stop happening. They'll always just keep groping each other because I guess that's funny to their target audience. I don't know. Uh, but 75% of their actual interactions are just one character telling another character what that character's personality trait is. And I'm not even fucking joking they keep doing it they it will not stop actually be a decent drinking game for this and by drinking game i mean you would die dying game it, yeah, it, just, it's, it's the end a method of assisted suicide um anime assisted suicide that mm. serious title write write that shit down fuck me uh yeah no um <laughs> no i'm gonna literally write down fuck it anime assisted suicide. okay you can pick it up on the on the mic these are fancy microphones by the way we invested in Weeaboo Hell. He it's like you have to buy. It's like how you have to buy like high grade BDSM equipment to really make sure you feel the lash that you put on yourself. That might be our new subtitle: Anime Assisted Suicide. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm not gonna make I'm Morgan. I'm not gonna make Morgan design a new logo. 
Fair. Oh, and by the way, Morgan is the uh, homeless guy that lives in his apartment. That's uh, that is what she is. Yes. There is this thing that I said about a show that I like. Um, which one? Which one? Uh, this show is uh, Steven Universe. Inexplicably getting a sixth, fifth, sixth, that sixth season. As we just learned, who to fucking thunk? That movie seemed like quite a definitive ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you need to see the rest of that, by the way. We could probably do that later tonight. Um, yeah, I have a horrific habit of getting halfway through great media, and it seems to make everyone I want to know want to put little nails beneath my fingertips until I finish. It's a, it can be, it can be trying. Um, but uh, that show I have um, kind of described is something similar to uh, to Clonopin. It is a show that. I find to be relaxing and makes me feel less existential stress and dread. It makes me feel a little bit more comfortable, you know, just, you know, just through like the stuff that happens in it, the lessons that it teaches, right? It is Clonopin, right? This show is Valium. This show just makes me feel less. This show makes me kind of sink into the couch and forget that I am an individual um, with, you know, an ego. Not like, I'm not even talking... Like, an ego is in, like, I'm particularly proud or arrogant. I mean, like, literally an ego, a personality. Yeah. I forget that I exist. I, I forget that I um, take up space. I just sort of become part of existence in general, um, as I always was. But uh, the boundaries between myself and the rest of the universe are less now. And not, even, not in a good way, in a sort of ego death sort of way. Yeah, um, I can definitely feel like the last song on a Mastodon album kick off and the walls melt a bit. <laughs> and I look back at my past lives and I see just a lineage of sarcastic dick fucks going back to the Stone Age. Ha ha, Og is hack. He, may, he tried to make wheel but make square. <laughs> and then I launch back into the present and the credits are rolling and I start panicking because I don't know what the fuck just happened and I'm scared because I can feel I felt all of them die I experienced all of those past lives deaths and several of them died violently see you go you go backwards I go forwards I look at that screen I fade out of my body I disassociate from from myself and I go forward in time from now to the death of the galaxy to the death of the universe to the rebirth of the universe because the, I think there's this theory that it kind of breathes in and out, um, mm. less of a big bang, more of a big lung, um, to its rebirth and all time goes in reverse this time, but it's normal this time because you know like how else are they going to experience it? Forward? Nope, not in this cycle. Uh, and then it keeps happening, and I see eternity <laughs> stretch out before me <laughs> in this show because. There are no distractions anymore. There's no. There's nothing separating me from the rest of eternity. Like, as I have no reason to concentrate on those distractions anymore because there's nothing fucking happening. For the record, if music copyright law wasn't what it was, I would have just started trickling in like crack in the sky or something at that point. Crack in the sky. By the way, all that shit you just said. Still better than Azure Lane. Still better than Azure Lane, yeah. Wide shot. It's kind of it's kind of fucking it's, it's, tragic. It's, actually. it's really kind of interesting. Um, how how this was so fucking terrible, and then Azure Lane was so much worse. I think it was because there was something so much more nakedly greedy about Azure Lane. Like this is just low effort. It was just like kind of like 
I'm doing a jacking off motion right now. Yeah. Um, there something like this. This was just kind of like spurted out, very low effort. Whatever, fuck you. You'll buy it. Yeah. Um, Azure Lane was so much more um targeted and calculated and sinister than this. Uh, this was just incompetent. It was lazy. The character design sucked. The characters themselves were um annoying at best and non-entities right. at worst. I'm gonna get this canceled real quick. I'm gonna get this canceled real quick. Oh boy, you're about to say it, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not about to say it. Though I could. I'm I, I'm I'm black by the way, Jamaican American, whatever. But um, <laughs> having walked down Atlantic City. I would compare the relative experience between these two bad shows as, like, being solicited by different types of pimps. <laughs> like, this Rifle is Beautiful show is like, it's, it's a pimp who offers you, like, a, a normal prostitute. You're like, no, no thanks. It's, it's, okay. it's okay. And then okay. La- and then later on, it's way, la- it, it's way later. There are a few people out. There's other pimps sort of points at this 12-year-old like, whoa, what the fuck? What the fuck? No, no, I'm calling the fucking cops. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Motherfucker. And um, I would almost I sort surprised. of compare that compare Azure Lane to sort of the pimp where you don't actually know that it's a pimp that you're talking to until 45 minutes or so into the conversation because he's fucking got you. You're a fucking mark, and he has marked you, and he knows exactly what to tell you. He knows exactly <laughs> what kind of lies you need to hear in order to you know have tacitly agreed. To buy his uh, the product that he is selling you. I'm pretty sure the best pimp in Atlantic City gets to be mayor. I think it's a rule. Sick. Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, by the way, something that was interesting to me was... um. These shows were really sort of laser-focused on that male observer demographic. And I kind of wonder if that's a missed... For two heavily marketed shows, I feel like you can sort of thread a needle with these. Like, when it's all teenage girls, you probably can wrap that bow up in a way. Apologies to Marty Small Sr. <laughs> Go ahead. Marty Small's very enterprising pimp. Now, I feel like you could get, like, some girls watching, like, an all-girl fucking sports shooting show or a fucking they, shitty battleship action show. They do. They have. Like... I don't know which one, but they, I don't know, there was the diving anime from a couple years back, or maybe it wasn't even that, that long ago. I feel like that had, you know, a, a viewership that was not just male, um, because there's actually something to the fucking show. But Oops. I can guarantee fucking to you, I cannot imagine. No, this is, uh, I don't feel great about sort of prescribing something like this but just i I love prescriptions i prescribe all day but i just cannot imagine this show being viewed by anyone other than you know the single male and then you know idiots like us who are trying to learn something it's almost even less male gaze almost more like the contacts over the male gaze like it is notched into your eye (laughs) But that's more the ship show. This one is way less. Actually, this one oh, and doesn't even focus. In... Rifle is beautiful. It doesn't focus enough on the deviants to even like really fulfill like something for some of that demographic. Like they'll get like a jolt every three minutes during some weird sweaty titty shot. But when it's... I say male, by the way, there's there's gonna be kind of like a silent cis in but... front of it here, just just for for 
just in the interest of go on because oh yeah i'm sorry so uh after our um religion is fake kill all landlords and um pimp jokes we need to make sure that we represent all the people that we could be potentially insulting at this program so we I, we I are cover my bases denard we are insulting both cis and trans people of faith both cis and trans capitalists both cis and trans people that think jokes about pimps are offensive you are seen. You are valid. Enjoy that. <laughs> okay, now that that is out of the way. <laughs> Any closing notes on a uh, rifle is uh, beautiful? Just uh, my actual notes, yes. All right. Um, I don't know what happened in the last three or so minutes of the um of the uh, first episode. I uh, I wasn't watching. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was I was at my notebook, just sort of madly scribbling the words, and then um, several dozen times uh, in the margins, between lines, wherever I could fit it, just and then and then and then and then and then because that is how this episode is structured, and this is how I imagine the show at large will be structured. Just series of I they're not even vignettes because a vignette is sort of like a self-contained little story, right? Right? No, these are just Things that are happening... What's a smaller unit than a vignette? Snapshot? Not even a snapshot. That might even be interesting. Just them sort of sitting there and then they say things at one another uh, and kind of do things at one another. And at no point am I ever under the illusion that these people are human beings. It is a walking fucking tragedy. If I were to provide a closing note, I did watch the last three minutes because my relationship with me is great. And when I saw in the closing animation that there were more waifu girls coming in this show, I felt this flash of fascination because this they all, to me, they, they were like the gym leaders in a Pokemon fan game. I didn't even know what the fuck I was looking they at. They had that point. level of character design. Like, yeah, they that had That level of the design. tropes unfolding before your eyes and they, time stretching before you. And These are characters. They have character designs. And that's like the most that you can say about them and how they are how they're drawn. My, my whole thing is that the show does not seem to be uh, for anyone, right? It's not for... It's not for the casual viewer who would watch just sort of a um a, a sort of I guess sporty sort of anime where like in addition to you know just like chilling with you know fun cute characters you also learn something about you know the sport that they're playing because I re I really don't think that the author writing staff whatever did anything more than like take a look at one or two Wikipedia pages for a second there right so you're not getting anything out of it from there then um then there's the sector of the uh, of the audience who came here for the sport in question like Oops. what it would if this is like if this you know ended up being a slash k show right but it wouldn't because they spent a grand total of i want to say maybe three minutes maybe three minutes of the first episode's runtime actually handling slash talking about even talking about um, these, uh, the, the, these rifles that they, that they shoot. Maybe, maybe I can be generous and, uh, and bump that up to four, but I really don't. Yeah, they, 
So, the, 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 the show's inner NRA spirit is not strong. It would have been better as right wing propaganda. Honestly, God, I like I would have loved a show where the four main characters are all like they're all still drawn the same way, or maybe they're drawn slightly better. Except the difference is, is that they're all four different flavors of like crazy ass fucking gun nut. Dude, give me like gun fever. The anime. No, like no, totally not. Like here's the thing: you've got you, you know you've got your um, you've got your sort of imperial Japan apologist, right? Yes. Um, you have your sort of um, your your fucking uh, giant fucking like uh hunting nerd, right? Mm-hmm. You have your um American exchange student. Uh, one who is in it less for the hunting side of things, more just because um the technology uh and all of the various nuance there is fascinating. They're they're really like technical gun nerd and then the fourth one's a fucking tanky uh, and she and the imperial japan um the imperial japan apologists fucking hate each other boy sam why do you want to why do you want a tanky in this perspective show um uh, what's uh, what's in that for you what's uh, going on here sam what's uh, what's your thoughts there mr uh, thin red line relatability on that note now that we have successfully canceled ourselves five times this episode. With five different demographics, I'm sure. It, it's pretty impressive, actually. Like, I bet somewhere out there, there was a guy who was just loving this show until now. And he was a hardcore supporter of his mayor in Atlantic City. <laughs> He's like, why the fuck these two anime <laughs> podcasters are calling his favorite politician an up-jumped pimp? I'm sorry. Um, kind of. Not you know really. what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I won't apologize for the god thing. I won't apologize for the prostitute joke. I won't apologize for the fucking kill landlord joke or any of that. No. You know what? That mayor, I have no idea what you're like. Maybe you're great. Maybe you're what Atlantic City needs. You are the only person that will ever get an apology from Weeaboo Hell. It is impressive. I mean, you haven't known Denard as long as I have, but he does he does not issue these things every day. Save Count yourself this. lucky. Fuck. Count yourself lucky. Count yourself lucky. Marty Small Sr. It's elusive. Anyway, this is Weeaboo Hell. Follow us on... Um, I should promote the fucking Twitter. You do a lot of good stuff with that. Follow us on at Weeaboo Hell. Not hard to remember. On Twitter. There's an Instagram. We literally never fucking use it. I, actually, don't follow us on Instagram. Don't waste. Don't waste a click. You keep your like follower followy ratio on Instagram clean. <laughs> Give us the Twitter. I don't really know what I'd take pictures of other than the boar. We're also on weeboohell.com. Again, not tough. It's uh, well, yeah. This has been Weeboo Hell. It's Weeboo Hell. I'm Blind Monkey, aka Denar Dale. I'm Mute Monkey, aka Sam Lego. Have a good one. What what I'm getting at here. Um, let me go to my notes. He's dipping into the archive. He's um consulting the necrosages in the old Magic Gathering terms. Man, that is one like that's like a, a sound mechanical experience that's ruined by the people you do it with. Yeah, that's like the trick. You have to find, and it's so easy to find the wrong people, but you have to fight the, find the right ones.